Fall is here, there's a chill in the air, and the Anomaly Film Festival is right around the corner. It's November 8th through the 12th at the Little Theater in Rochester, New York. Check it out at AnomalyFilmFest.com. It's the fifth year of showing the best in independent genre films, action, sci-fi, horror, dark comedy, and really whatever else that you wouldn't get a chance to see on the big screen. It's Anomaly Film Fest at the Little Theater, November 8th through 12th, AnomalyFilmFest.com. I'm Chris Lindstrom, and this is the Food About Town Podcast. Rochester? Well, why Rochester? Chris Lindstrom was a hoot. He was just so much fun. He never stopped talking. I mean, it was great. Party down? Yes! Take it from me, an inveterate snob. (laughs) That's it! Stinks! It stinks! It stinks! And we don't need any characters around to give the joint atmosphere, is that clear? Because I'm a pro. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. What do you say? Enough. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And we are back with another episode of the podcast. It's a beautiful day in Rochester. Maybe a little bit problematically beautiful for this time of the year, but here we are. Excuse me, and it's that time of year as well. It's allergy season. Um, but I'm across from a guest. I'm really excited to talk about everything he's got going on. Guest, why don't you introduce yourself? Chris, uh, hey, I'm Dario Joseph, um, a local Rochester comedian. I've been doing comedy for 12 plus years, and uh, I got a big, big news, big event coming up. That I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to learn about what you're doing. Um, the, the, I know you've been working really hard on growing all of your craft and doing all of that. But let's uh, let's put the plugs out right away. What what do you need from people right now? You got some exciting stuff. Yeah. So my big I, I, every year I try to do like a big event, like a big thing to invite people out to. I have all shows all the time, but I want. You know, I don't invite people to anything, really. I'm like, if you want to know, I'll tell you. But then I always have a big one. So last year I did uh, the Fringe Fest. We did some half-hour shows. This year is kind of, I don't know, it's a, it's a milestone, you know. I'm recording an album, a live comedy album, on uh, October 21st. And we're going to be in uh, the private events room at Selena's Restaurant, Mexican Restaurant, over in Village Gate. Uh, two shows, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., and uh, I'm I'm super excited about it. So October 21st. So if people want to come, you know, there's there's nothing like having a hot crowd for your recordings. And if you enjoy comedy at all, this is something you really want to go to. And the space, the space that he's talking about is is you know going to make for a great recording because it's you know it's uh, it's a comfortable space. It's um, you know, it's, it's not a huge space, but I think that's great for this kind of thing to get that liveliness and you get a real, everybody there is going to make a difference in the recording. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, we, we've been, uh, doing shows in that room for maybe the last two, three years. And, uh, when it's, when we pack it in and it usually is, you know, monthly it is, we get 60, 70 people in there. It'll uh, it'll get real hot, you know. Like it'll the the energy is amazing in there. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's, there's something about that. So if people want to go, how to, how do they, uh, reserve going? And if you reserve, please actually go. Don't, don't be one of the people that makes a reservation to something and not go. Yeah. That's a bad thing to do in general. Don't, don't do that. Don't get three reservations to restaurants in a night and go to one. That's bad. Don't do it. That's right. So, (laughs) so how how do people uh, sign up to uh, show up? Uh, yeah, so we have uh, live ticket links right now. We're on uh, eventbrite.com uh, for both events. Um, I'll probably, the early show is selling really well right now. The late show, not so much. So I actually have a promo code out right now, but I'll do a special one for this podcast. Nice. Uh, we'll call it Food Town. Food Town. Yeah, th- throw Food Town in there. It'll be 50% off. It'll be $5 tickets for the late show. Uh, the early show is ten bucks too, so that's pretty cheap, and that's uh, it's going to be sold out real soon. So, oh, that's exciting, yeah. man! I, I'm, I'm so one. I'm I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. I know the work you put into, uh, you know, continuing to build this because you've been doing comedy for a hot minute now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and over the last couple of years, you've been traveling everywhere. I, every time I see your social media, it's oh, I'm in another city. I'm in another place. And there's nothing quite like that to really work things. Because if you're just in one place, you get kind of uh, static with what you're doing. And That's right. going everywhere it kind of forces you to reevaluate everything, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, every room is different. Every crowd is different. Uh, some are good. Some are bad. Some are amazing, you know. And it, you just, you, you don't know what to expect sometimes. You know, I, I go, I'll travel two hours to like the, this tiny town, you know, outside of like Binghamton and the whole town comes out yeah. and it's one of the best shows I've done this year. So it's like, you just don't know what to, what to expect. And I think that's one of the, the best parts of comedy is that like, you know, it, it's a grab bag every single time. Oh, it's going to be something to, you, you can't predict everything. Right. But that's also why you're recording twice because yep. you don't know. You like your brain might fire on something and in <laughs> yeah. the first show that you want to last minute tweak for the late show. And it's right. It's kind of a special opportunity for somebody who doesn't get a chance to record for real all the time. Yeah. Yeah. To- definitely. I mean, I do record uh, my, you know, my videos uh, when I do sets, I do record quite a bit, but it's not, you know, in this aspect, this is definitely a higher level of this and uh, it's going to be professionally done. And so I, I got to really uh, not get in my head about it. So, right. <laughs> it's got to be a bit of an adjustment. I mean, I, I know I've been going through a lot of that stuff recently where I've been thinking about how to, how to be able to take a step back and really, really enjoy the milestones mm-hmm. that are going on in life. Yeah. Because it's really hard when you're mired in the day to day and the grind of everything. Right. That it's it's really it's hard for me to take a step back and feel proud of getting to the milestone. And the milestone tends to take care of itself when you've done the work, but it's taken a lot of work to get there. I don't know if you're the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a comedian, you know, building an hour, building an act, or getting the ten minutes, five minutes, all these things are accomplishments and that those are those milestones, you yeah. know, uh, when you first start out, you want to get to five minutes and then it's not as easy as it sounds, uh, it, putting together a tight set that actually gets laughs and then you just move on from there. And then, uh, you know, I've been doing it for 12 years. So now I have, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of material that I can pull from. And now I'm just focusing and paring it down for this recording. You're going straight hours. Is that is that the goal for you? Yeah. So I have 
I've been running this a lot just this whole year. I've been running basically this set, and it's like at 45 minutes, and then I kind of have like a bonus 15 minutes that I'm going to do and kind of cut it. And so that'll be like, that's the album. And then I'm like, okay, well, here's 15 minutes. And it's all about um, trying to have a baby, basically. That's awesome. No, I'm, it's, like you said, it's really exciting to, you know, be chatting with somebody who's doing this work. And it seems that this is kind of the way things are going with comedy right now as well is no one's going to give anything to you. You have to be out there doing the work. You have to be out there, um, you have to be out there creating. Yeah. You have to. You can't wait for somebody to ask you to do something like right, this. Right. You got to go out and do it yourself, and that's where it seems like, you know, the the groundswell of comedy is going right now. Is you want a special? Go do it yourself. You yeah. want an album? Go do it yourself. There's you get it done the way you want it. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. I think you know we're living in kind of a golden age of comedy because it's it's very DIY. You know, you go on YouTube. And you can see uh, comedy specials from, you know, professionals to different levels, feature level, but they're all doing the same thing and they're putting out self-produced things or, and it's all professionally done. It's really, it's really an exciting time. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm uh, hoping I'll be in town and be able to go to one of the shows. That'll be, that'll be awesome. I'm a huge, huge stand-up comedy fan, as you might notice by the kind of questions I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty detailed. Definitely. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, and I have a lot of respect for the craft. So I'm not asking any, hey, what about this setup thing? Yeah. We're not, we're not oh. doing hacky morning radio stuff. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, make sure you go and uh, buy your tickets for that. But, hey, let's uh, let's bounce around a little bit. So um, I know uh, you and I have been talking a little bit about uh, – you know, some of the, you know, podcast opportunities in town and, you know, we're going to keep on talking about that a little bit. And it's uh, been really exciting because I know it was a, what, a couple of years ago now where, uh, was it two, three years ago, you guys started doing refined taste. We talked about That's that right. on food about town a while ago. Yep. And you know, it's, uh, I think there's a lot of excitement about doing new things here in Rochester and, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we'll get a chance to see refined taste back a little bit in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I kind of, I, I, not kind of, I, I definitely miss doing it and I, I run into people and they ask about it. I ran into, um, Mike from good luck and, uh, over at, um, wildflower the other oh, day. What a, what a killer spot. The new I wildflower is. Yeah. Uh, Taylor is just killing it over there. Yes. Quality wise. I don't remember if the, that one will be out by the time this comes out, but I did a, I did a full hour with Taylor over at wildflower and awesome. it's just, Boy, is that place excellent from Love top it. to bottom. Love it. Definitely. And then every time I walk in there, I, I run into somebody else from the food industry. Oh, yeah, like, right. You know, so it's great. But I was talking to Mike, and Mike is like, hey, I, I don't think I've ever introduced myself. I told him, that, you know, I know all the other guys, Dan and Chuck. But uh, he's like, I know who you are. He's like, you do the podcast. I've seen you. He's like, what happened? He's you guys uh, kind of on a break? He's like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you, could, you should – Get back, do it again. It's like we're all listening to it. The whole food and the the industry listens yeah. to it. So that that got me excited about it again. I was like, oh man, all right, okay. Because sometimes you need that nudge, you know, that like it, it gets you going, lights the fire again. Yeah, there's something about that positive energy that changes your mindset about the work. Because, um, yeah, I, I think I've been pretty frank about it. You know, on Food About Town and uh, all the other shows that I've. I'm involved with 
is that it is work and it's not, it's not insignificant and we're, we're happy to do the work, but it's, you know, we all get into these spots mentally where, you know, you need that little bump. You need that, you need that community. You need something else around to, to keep you going because it's, you know, the grind is a grind. It's not, we're not using that word for, for no reason. It's a lot of work. And, um, I'm excited that you're that you're even thinking about it again because I always loved listening to the show, and I thought it was a important part about what was being built here in the Rochester food scene. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean we've uh, we've kept our social media fairly active. You know, we're still promoting. Everyone. I've seen the Dario face. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it on on social. Oh media. yeah, it's out there. Yeah, <laughs> I told Chris uh, Chris Thompson, my partner on the mm-hmm. podcast. I, I told him I was like, you got to send me some photos because it's becoming very Dario centric <laughs> <laughs> on the feed. I'm like, people are going to scroll through. I'm like, we need some. We're going to mix it up a little bit here. I got to say, I was actually a little inspired by your consistency. Yeah. So like, because I was awful with getting my picture taken. So now I have my roaming stromy face for mm-hmm. pictures when it comes to PR stuff. Yeah. So now I have, now I, I figured something out that works. So now I, I'm actually pretty consistent. I see you. Yeah. How, I, good. how it hits in pictures. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I definitely stole that from you. Good. Yeah. But the consistency matters, right? Mm-hmm. Your people know when they see you, you're going to be excited. You're going to be right. there and, you know, driving the good time of being involved with what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we love promoting these businesses. It's not, it's not really about the food, you know, it is, but it isn't, you know, we want to, uh, these, these places we're passionate about, you know, we don't promote anybody that we don't love, you know, that's really what it comes down to. Speaking of which I want to, I want to talk about one that you definitely, um, introduced me to in more detail. Okay. Um, crisp. Yes. I went for the first time last night. Oh, okay. So I kept What'd on. What do you think? I kept on trying to go on like Friday and Saturdays, and it was always too busy for me to get in, which yeah. made me so happy. <laughs> I love when places are too busy, places that are good that are too busy that mm-hmm. I can't get in without planning. Right. <clears throat> There's something special about that where the demand is high enough right. where everybody else wants to be there as much as I do. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You got to make your plans in advance. Uh, you, we went to good luck the other night. Obviously we made a reservation. It was a big night, but uh, yeah, I mean, crisp is just like that. It, it's difficult. Um, Vern's is another one where it's oh, like, for sure. you got to go when it opens. These no reservation places bother me a little bit, but you're a planner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I like to plan. I like to know. And then I stare at the menu all week, you know? Yeah. So that, that's what I'm about. But uh, crisp is a great spot. Um, great owners. We had them on the podcast not long after they opened. And uh, then since we've, uh, produced a number of comedy shows in their uh, private room in the back, which have been highly successful and uh, really well received. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I was talking with uh, one of the owners last night and I mentioned that, you know, I'd heard, heard her interviewed on, you know, connections and on your show. And she's like, yeah, that was doing their show for the first time. That was my first time being interviewed like that. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it was a little tough the first time, but like that really warmed me up and it helped me do, help me do the rest of all the press that I've had to do, which I, as soon as I heard that, I was, that got a smile on my face because, you know, when people come in for the first time do, getting interviewed, you know, it takes people that don't, haven't done it a lot. Sure. And they're not as comfortable in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it takes some time to get used to it. And I was really, it felt really good to hear that. Yeah. That, that actually made a difference for her doing more PR after. Yeah. I think, you know, with our podcast, we were, we, we interviewed people that, uh, that don't get on the mic ever that don't get recorded. They don't get videoed anything like that. And, uh, there were a number of interviews where we had to really kind of quell those, you know, like ease their concerns and like, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to get you, you know, this is yeah. not that type of thing. And I'm like, we're going to carry it. Don't worry. We're just going to ask you some questions, crack some jokes, you know, and like really lighten the mood. And it's just, it's just a conversation. That's all it is. Yeah. And that was, like I said, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed hearing about that, uh, from, from her directly. Good. And that, like I said, that, that feels great because there, there's nothing that matters more to me than everybody getting to show their, you know, show their good side and get out and be able to, Hey, if you're good at what you do, I want you to succeed the most you can possibly succeed. Right. And Man, the food was delicious. Great. I, I was really impressed. What'd you uh, have? Yeah. Uh, so they had brand new menu last night. So okay. this is a brand new fall menu. Nice. So uh, uh, the wife had uh, you know fried chicken sandwich and some mm. mac and cheese, which was killer. Okay. Wow. Um, and I had uh, my vegan dish. They had a new vegan meatloaf. Oh. With a carrot puree and a um, some you know sautéed green beans. Man, everything was seasoned well. Everything was cooked well, and I love. I love giving great feedback directly to the owners yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, they love to hear it too. Oh, it, just, it feels great. <laughs> and it's, it's, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that was great. Um, so I think we're gonna do, we're gonna take just a very brief break, throw in a couple spots for other lunch podcast network shows. And we'll be right back. Hey, this is Wade Reed with the level up podcast. How do you take your coffee? What's your favorite espresso drink? Do you prefer washed process or natural process coffees? If any of these questions interest you, tune in to the Level Up podcast presented by Nominate Meals on the Lunchador Podcast Network. We're looking at every link in this coffee supply chain from growing and processing to cafe life and home coffee brewing to find the topics that will enrich and maybe even stretch your experience of coffee. So have a listen, check us out on Instagram and Substack, and as always, enjoy your coffee. I'm Matt Knotts. And I'm Chris Lindstrom. And we are the co-founders of the Lunchador Podcast Network, your home for amazing and wide-ranging podcasts in Rochester. With shows like Anomaly Presents, Behind the Glass, The Level Up Coffee Podcast, Punches and Popcorn, Just Can't Not, and of course, Food About Town, we celebrate the people, places, and things that make Rochester a fantastic place to live. We have more shows joining the network soon and offer remote and in-person recordings and video too. We're excited to bring distinct and diverse voices together on one network. Follow Lunchador on social media to catch new episodes as soon as they release and stay tuned for exciting news about new shows and how to support them. Lunchador, Lunchador, celebrating Rochester's creativity through the magic of podcasting. And we're back with the uh, second half of our conversation with Dario Joseph with his uh, special recording coming up on October 21st. Uh, again, go to Eventbrite, search for Dario Joseph, and you'll find the uh, tickets for that. If you want to grab the late show, use Food Town, uh, and you can get uh, 50% off your ticket for the late show. I will be there at the late show if I can make it happen. I'm really excited. Right. Uh, so uh, hopefully I'll see everybody else there as well. Um, so we left off talking about Chris, but I did want to talk about um, the community that you've been building in Rochester because... Like, I know 
that you guys have been producing these stand-up shows around Rochester. Um, and I know we, we talked about it on Food About Town, but I want to talk a little bit about creating all of your own shows now and building a different side of the, you know, small show thing in Rochester because it's evolved even from the last time you and I talked with, well, with Chris here in the studio. Sure, yeah. No, it, it continues to evolve, definitely. I mean, we find our spots uh, that we love, um, but it's really about producing the best show for the comedians. You know, that's what it comes down to. We want to bring people out, pack the room, and then we want the comedians to walk away not only getting paid great, but also like having a great set in front of a real audience. Um, it, obviously, there's uh, some great open mics in town, but they're not always, you know, a real audience. Yeah, This is a real pain audience. And uh, some most comedians, especially early on, don't get that opportunity to do that. Well, and I think, so I do want to touch on a point that you said, because I think that's, I, I think people don't understand how necessarily all of comedy works. Um, talk about getting paid <laughs> to show up to a show yeah. as the not like, Hey, we're doing a little showcase because mm -hmm. you're, you're provide you're doing showcases essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about like, you're actually paying the comedians that are coming in. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's really, uh, I don't, I don't try to guarantee anything up front, but I, I do tell them they're going to get paid. Uh, it's really based on, you know, how well the show does, Yeah, but we promote all our shows the same, all the same energy and effort goes into promoting the shows. Some might be slightly better than others, but they're consistently pretty packed, you know? So you're going to get paid well. Um, and for comedians, I, I know for myself living in New York for four years, I got paid, uh, zero times right. and, uh, I got paid in pizza a few times. Great. Which, I mean, that's yeah. j just as good as cash money. Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> there was a show that I really liked in, um, was at uh, park slope, uh, at, uh, this pizza place, two boots. And, uh, it, it was a great spot, but we would always get a slice and a beer Wow! every single time I did it. And it was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm never saying no to that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's better than zero. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that, I think that does matter though, that the fact that when you're building, when you're building these showcases, it's not just about, Hey, we're, we're going to cash in. We're going to make all the money. Um, bringing, I think that's the community part that you're also grabbing is if you're doing something with us, we're going to respect your time. Mm -hmm. We can't guarantee anything, but we're going to respect your time. Um, I think it matters a lot for people who are doing this kind of work, like to be able to respect, respect them showing up and being there. Yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta be gratifying for you. Yeah. I mean, we uh, book our shows and we book them based on uh, recommendations sometimes because I'm not always involved, but I want to give opportunities to newer comedians that I know are getting better in the scene and be like, oh, how's this person doing? Or like, hey, any, uh, you know, I want diversity, lady comics. I want everybody involved. And like, who's who's good? Who, who do you like? And I'm like, let's give them an opportunity. And I've built kind of, uh, you know, like a, I don't know, just a group of comics like a stable like that I've I draw from all the time and yeah. it, it, all these opportunities like not only the showcases but sometimes I do like one-nighters you know uh, I did one in Shortsville not too long ago I brought along some people you know so these opportunities come up quite a bit 
And these are shows that, you know, that, that every comedian needs to do. You know? Yeah. Well, I got to say, it's, it's, it's really, um, I, I'm always struck sometimes when I talk to people who are doing this kind of stuff and really thinking about it and trying to do it the right way, how similar some of the things that end up happening are. Um, you mentioned you built this community of people who are dependable mm -hmm. that, you know, you can bring to things that, right. you know, you can bring to new opportunities and that you're going to, you're both going to shine the way you need to. That's right. And it's just echoing a lot of what I've been saying recently about what we've been building with nominate mm -hmm. with nominate meals, go to nominate meals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event <laughs> meal for two for $40. Go to, uh, go there and, uh, see if you can join us for one of the events. Uh, but, we've been building this community of small minority owned restaurants in Rochester that want to do work, that want bigger orders, that want that stuff. And I've got, you know, this huge list of places that are so excited to do work. And I've got 20, right. 25 places that I can, anytime that I call, I know I can depend on them. Yes. I know yeah. they're going to show up. I know they're going to do the work. I know the food's going to be delicious. Right. And if I need catering for an event or we need to do something, uh, or if you need catering for an event and want to support small minority owned restaurants in Rochester, let me know and I'll make it happen for you. Um, but we've got 20, 25 places that are just so ready to kill it anytime that I ask. And it's, it's very heartening to see that going on. And it really, is, it was just echoing the same thing you said. And I yeah. was, it really just struck me how like this, this is community. This is mm -hmm. what's being built is the real community side of, comedy of food of everything else that we're right. both around all the time yeah yeah that was my whole thing and it's very similar to nominate where uh you're still doing kind of like the blind like you just sign up and you yeah. don't know what food so this is very similar to that where like it's just comedy right yeah I mean, obviously we list what comedians are going to be on the show but you know it really the, the end goal is for people just to want to hear jokes and they know when they come to our shows that they're going to be great comedians there. And that's the end. That's it. You know? So when you show up, you know, you're going to get a good show. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like your perspective, um, surprisingly enough is going to be different than Sherelle Kinder. Correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like your perspective is going to be a sure. little bit different than, than theirs is. Oh, by the way, Sherelle's going to be, uh, opening both those, uh, those album recording shows. She's going to be doing an opening set. I mean, one of my favorite comics in the I, city for sure. I remember seeing, uh, seeing her at some of the, you know, uh, the open, open mics at, uh, comedy at the Carlson doing some of the open, the open, open mics there. Yeah. And man, it was still relatively early, but even then just, Oh, that the energy is just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And shout out to Gator. Definitely. Love she's her got so that much. thing. She's got that something about her where, Oh, there's, you can you can see that there's with all the work and everything else that it's only going to get better and better. Oh yeah, definitely. No, she works at her craft and she's just so authentic and genuine on stage, and I think that really shines through. Uh, that you just get to know her in whatever little time that she's on stage, whether it's five or fifteen or twenty minutes, you get to know her as a person, and then yeah. it's very endearing. You know, you just uh, sometimes I don't like following her because I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, uh, I'm gonna feel like a robot next to her, you know. Yeah. But I mean, that's but what what a great thing that now you have what a you know a counterpoint, and you don't want you don't want a clone of you being your mm -hmm. opener. What's that's right. What what's the fun like? And that 
I, I love that. You get you should be a little nervous when you're yeah. going after somebody who's just gonna smash when when oh, she yeah. gets up there. Yeah, no, every single person, you know, that I bring on the road with me, they're all killers. And I want them to be. I want them to do good in front of me because obviously the the crowd is gonna already be warm. They're gonna be ready to go. Yeah. But also it forces me, I'm like, oh shit, I, I gotta I gotta do well. You know, yeah. like I gotta really bring it, you know, which uh, Obviously, I want to do every time, but it really pushes me to do that. Sometimes it's little kicks. I mean, they, they do matter. It does yeah. help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, like I said, that's that's awesome. So I did want to talk about, um, actually ran into you last night. That's right. In Rochester. Um, so we, we ran into each other at the Little Theater, one of the amazing spaces in Rochester. I know you guys did an amazing uh, show or two there as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So we did... Uh, a live podcast in theater one. This was like two years ago now. I oh think. God. It was yeah. Two years ago. Wow. It's wild. I know it's crazy, but I yeah. mean, yeah, it was, that was a, you know, such a huge event and mm-hmm. it was, you know, amazing turnout. Um, and the littles, you know, a place where you run into people who like good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I was going to see what has turned into like my absolute favorite band other than listening to Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> which is still probably my absolute favorite thing. Yeah, like, you look ever. like a Weird Al fan for oh, sure. A hundred percent. You can profile me all day long on that. <laughs> I look, I'm like, I don't look like a weird, I'm definitely a huge Weird Al fan, but oh, yeah. you couldn't really, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't look at me and think that. But. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely hit the profile. No doubt. Yeah. Um, but there's something about, um, so we were both going to see um, Stop Making Sense, the uh, Talking Heads uh, music concert documentary from 1984. It was recorded in, you know, 84, 83. So it's a 40 year That's right. anniversary from the filming. And I'm 40 now as well. Yeah. Uh, just turned 40 a couple weeks ago. And over the last few years, I, there's something, I just got hooked on that kind of music. And it started to mean a lot to me how you know the music's amazing the songs are amazing the lyrics are amazing david burns a fucking weirdo uh but he's uh he's a genius he's just astonishing next level definitely and we're there to see the 4k restoration and audio how did you enjoy going to the show have you have you seen it before i actually i i'm sad to admit i've never seen i've been a talking heads fan for as long as i mean my dad who i was with last night he's a huge um influence just musically and uh, like I was telling one of my coworkers, that's my dad's age. I was like, ah, I've been listening to Jethro Tull, and I'm like, <laughs> obviously, it, my it's my dad that turned me on to Jethro Tull. But what wasn't wasn't big in the uh, early mid '90s? <laughs> no, when no. we when we were in school. Yeah, but the thing about my dad too is that he's kind of. Um, and his, his musical taste has evolved over time, too. So in the 90s, you know, he was listening to, you know, all the, the grunge and everything. So I was exposed to that as well. He was, uh, you know, one of those, like, kind of BMG, you know, getting oh, the yeah, albums, yeah. you know, <laughs> that See, type of it's thing. It's a great deal. 20 records for That's one right. penny. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I probably signed up for it. And, you know, they had to pay $40 at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and the funny thing about that, too, is that you would always get, like, the sophomore effort of, oh, yeah. like, a great band. Yeah. You know, so we have, like, uh, I don't know, Space Hog's second album, you know, like, things like that. It's oh, like, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, who who needs to listen to In the Meantime again? Yeah. Like, well, we, we, we want what they're really about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we want the B-sides and rarities, exactly. 
No. Oh. So yeah, no, I was, uh, I, and I love the talking heads. My dad actually, you know, he, he's older and he's been a music fan forever. And he actually, he's seen them live and he was telling me, he's like, he thinks and maybe it was like two or three years prior to this concert. Oh, wow. And they were freaked out a little bit when they went to see them because they had a different sound, yeah. you know? So they've obviously changed with genres and different you know, when we saw last night was they were very funky, you know, oh, there was God. a lot of soul, a lot of funk to it, uh-huh. but they weren't always that way. You know, they were like a rock band at, at one, when, when they first started. It was yeah. like post, like it was like, you know, post punk edging into mm-hmm. the early 80s style. Right. And it was all of that at the same time because they came out of the art scene. Right. Exactly. And it's it's fascinating to listen to because you're right. I mean, like what you got, what you get in the you know, documentary and side note, if you like music, I don't care if you haven't listened to these songs, like you got to watch it. It is one of the most energetic music concert films that has ever been filmed. It's widely considered one of the best concert films ever. And rightfully so. Cause man, that energy during that oh, yeah. is like, just it's just like insanely kinetic. It you never want to get stops. up and dance, right? Did you want to get up and dance? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a dancer and I don't, but I, I, you you got to move seen, your body, though. Really, oh, yeah. Bit, you, you should have seen my face the whole night. I was like ear to ear smiling. Me just too. like, yeah, yeah. The energy is just so positive, even in the theater. And like, you could hear people clapping mm-hmm. after songs. It I was know. like, oh, it was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. The, the energy you could feel through there. It's, it's, it's so wild. And then like everything's choreographed. And it seems like everyone is just into what they're doing yeah completely and it's great and it works so cohesively it's it's really beautiful it's art you know it really is a hundred percent and i I think with you know the directing and everything else anyways if you haven't seen Mm it you have to see the new you have to see it for one if you have seen in the past you have to see the 4k and the new audio restoration audio restoration done by the band it's just amazing so I have I have two notes. So one, what what was your favorite song from the documentary? That sh- I know you've heard the music, but what was the one that grabbed you during the show? Uh, it's hard because yeah. there's so many good ones. No, I know, and honestly, like a couple of the songs that I haven't heard as much stood out to me. Yeah, and it makes me want to go back. I actually did today. I was going back through their catalog and listening to some older records that I'm just not as familiar with. Yeah. Um. The 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 rendition of uh, was swamp, right? Yeah. That is so good. It's so weird too. It's so weird. I know. And he's like playing kind of like this, like devil type of guy. And he's doing like new Orleans accent too. And it's like, it's so weird to listen to. Yeah. Um, but it's a fun one, right? Yeah, definitely. And I, yeah, he just, I, I just love that. David Byrne is, uh, he's a character, you know, and you can see that through this, um, just the energy and how he changes the inflections in his voice. It's so great. Yeah. And then, uh, so between that, so can't recommend it enough. And, uh, the, I think there's also one on max of his stage show. He did a couple yes. of years ago too. Also amazing. Is it Utopia? What yeah. Is I think American Utopia. American yep. Utopia. Okay. Yeah. Also great. Yeah. Um, but I did want to, I'm going to bring an anecdote up. So as I was walking out, cause we were talking and I think somebody else heard us talking on the way out. Mm-hmm. So this guy stops Carrie and I, uh, my wife, as we're walking out. Guy's got to be tall, six tall five. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Did you see him? Did yeah, you see him stop see and him. talk to us? Yeah. So 
he started talking to us. So this guy, this so like I'm a I'm a pretty big fan, but he is like we're talking Uber fan. Yeah. He saw this concert nine times. Really? During the run to the filming of the show. Wow. He during one of the like the premieres, he had he took the poster from from the site and got it all signed by all the band members. Oh wow. Traveling around. He got part of them then. He got part of them like last year going to an event that Chris Franz and Tina Weymouth were having. Wow, okay. And I think he said he has seen this now seven times in the theater. He saw it in IMAX. He's traveled to multiple locations <laughs> to hear it in the different audios. And this guy was a goddamn weirdo in the <laughs> best possible way somebody can be a weirdo. Yes. There's something, I don't know, there's something about me that just, I that weirdos gravitate to me, and I absolutely <laughs> love it. Yeah, definitely. No, that's great, man. Wow, he's a super fan. Um, he was a lot. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, the audio in here was garbage tonight. I'm uh, like, oh, I really loved it. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll go try to see it in a better theater. Exactly, sir. yeah, maybe uh, I trust his take on that, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I really did. I mean, I loved watching it in, I thought that, I thought it sounded great. And he's like, oh, yeah, Little One sounded better. I'm like, yeah, of course it did. It was a newer theater. Mm -hmm. um, but, man, I, I loved doing that, and it was so much fun. Uh, um, one quick note. Oh, uh, please. The, uh, the last night's view, the, the showing was in open captions. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I told my dad, I'm millennial. I don't know if it's a millennial thing, but like my wife and I watch everything with captions on. I yeah. don't know why. It's like I count it as reading, kind of. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> but last night when uh, they had the captions on there, I'm like, it was almost like a sing along. And it's like, and you know, uh, Burns' uh, lyrics are so you know, so cerebral and like almost like a philosophy. Like there's, it's some wild stuff. So it was cool to like actually see the words too. Well, and I think it's also like he goes, it's a lot of it's fast and it feels more like music when he does it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then you read the lyrics. I'm like, Oh, right. David Byrne is separated from society yes. in the way he, way he thinks. Right. And he, he's been pretty open about the fact that he's definitely on the, you know, autism spectrum mm -hmm. in one form or another. Um, and like when you read the lyrics, you're like, Oh, that song. So one, one of my favorite songs of the whole oeuvre is uh, cities. It's on one of the albums. Yeah. The whole song is him singing about, he's trying to find a city to live in. Uh -huh. And the chorus is, there's some good points. There's some bad points. It all works out. Sometimes I have a little freak out trying to find a city to live in. That's the whole, it's the whole goddamn songs about him trying to find a city to live in. Yeah. And it sounds amazing and it's fun and poppy and punky. And if you don't listen to the lyrics, like, Oh, that's just a fun song. And you're like, Oh, this guy's a bit of a weirdo yes. and it's awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. It makes me want to see the process. I just love uh, you know, those documentaries or those clips of, um, you know, these artists that I love in the studio is like a Fleetwood Mac one. There's a few oh, yeah. Pink Floyd I know is out there. Uh, it's, it's so cool to see that, the, the behind the scenes and like kind of like working through something or like this is like the the beginning stages, the, the Beatles one that they put out. Oh, I haven't seen it. I'm actually really Apple want to Music. watch it. Yeah, that's worth watching too. It's so cool to see that. Yeah. And wait a second. 
this this is this is the pivot. I'm going to do it, and we're going right. to finish out. <laughs> if you want to see an artist performing his craft in the way he wants you to see it, you should go to Eventbrite and get tickets for Dario's Comedy Special recording, October 21st, early show, late show, early show, 10 bucks, Late show, since you're a listener of Food About Town, you can use the code FOODTOWN, and you'll get a ticket for $5 for the late show. Um Support somebody trying to create something awesome here in Rochester. It matters. Showing up is important. Yes, um, There's nothing more important than showing up to the things you believe in. Show up to the restaurants you believe in. Show up in person. Don't just order online. Show up to the gallery. Show up to everything. Support the people that you enjoy. Dario, thank you so much for coming over, man. This is a pleasure. Chris, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to everybody soon. We'll be back next time with another episode of the Food About Town podcast. Thanks for listening to the Food About Town podcast. If you aren't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Go to your podcast app of choice and make us your favorite podcast by subscribing and leaving a review if you can. Music for the podcast was created by the fabulous Taurus Savant. You can hear more of his work at taurussavant.bandcamp.com and make your presence known by seeing him perform live. Food About Town is a proud member of the Lunchador Podcast Network. Oh no, here comes McKenneth! This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. <laughs>